I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. Hildegard von Bingen was a 12th century nun, and today we might call her a polymath. She was a writer, philosopher, mystic, and medical practitioner. But she is best known for her music, heavenly plain chant hymns that call to the heavens in the most sensual way. Many of these came to her in visions, and that's how Kevin Keller's album, Evensong, arrived. At the risk of sounding a little too mystical. This album did sort of come to me in a vision. It arrived fully formed in my brain. Gavin Keller. I talked to him about visions and the music of St. Hildegard, which he adapts on his album, Evensong. It was the Echo's CD of the month this past November. Before we get there, I want to tell you about Echoes Online. That's where you can hear our two-hour Echoes radio program on demand. We produce 10 hours a week, and you can dial them up on the free Echoes app or your computer and get them anywhere you can get an internet connection. Enter the bliss of Echoes whenever you want by subscribing to Echoes Online at echoes.org. That's echoes, E-C-H-O-E-S. .org. O-R-G. A lot of people forget that second E. Now, bow your heads in contemplation and maybe prayer. It's time for Evensong with Kevin Keller. In the 12th century medieval town of Stotterheim in Germany, a nun created some of the most celestial music on the planet. Her name was Hildegard, best known as Abbas Hildegard von Bingen. Her music has lasted through the intervening nine centuries and had a renaissance in the 1980s. Artists like Gothic Voices and Sequentia were reviving her music. The 1990s found her embraced by a new, younger audience with groups like Anonymous 4, doing pretty straight renditions of her music, while other artists like Vox, Richard Souther, and David Lynch with Jocelyn Montgomery created chant fusions. The most notable was Souther's Vision in 1994. Now composer Kevin Keller has adapted the hymns of Hildegard on his album, Evensong. Hildegard was a writer, composer, philosopher, mystic, and medical practitioner during the High Middle Ages. But besides her music, she was best known for her visions, mystical insights she thought she received directly from God. Kevin Keller had a vision as well, though not the same as Hildegard. At the risk of sounding a little too mystical, this album did sort of come to me in a vision. It arrived fully formed in my brain two years ago, in October of 21. And just in like the space of a couple of hours, I had the album title, 
the concept, and I knew right from the beginning that it was going to involve songs by Hildegard of Bingen and that there would be eight songs. Although it was a vision, Kevin Keller doesn't ascribe it to religious sources, and in fact, he doesn't really subscribe to religion. Do you believe in God? No. He was indoctrinated, but didn't quite take. I was brought up Catholic, and I was an altar boy. I mean, I feel like it's hardwired into me. Whether I have an actual religious practice or not, which I don't anymore, I do still feel like it's a part of me, and it's a part of our culture. And so the album isn't intended to be a religious album, but it's kind of hard for it to not imply that, considering I'm using music by a saint, <laughs> you know, who was living in a monastery in the 1100s in Germany. So you can't get away from the spirituality of it. Nor would you want to. Keller has taken these sacred hymns and spun them into the digital heavens of the 21st century. Easy adapting these hymns to contemporary electronic designs or even a rhythm. Hildegard's music is freely sung plain chant. There, it's not normally sung with any kind of tempo or anything. So the challenge in this album was adapting freely sung music in a way and scoring it so that it could line up over metered music. Singer Catherine Wessinger was part of the four-voice choir that sung the hymns on the album, and she was a soloist on Even Song 3, based on Hildegard's Columba Aspexit. Reading music written this way, often we have it written in modern notation, which is extremely helpful because it's a different way of notating music altogether. Bar lines are certainly helpful, but sometimes they don't fit.
Evensong isn't just an adaptation of Hildegard's hymns, but a conceptual album. I also knew pretty much from the start that the album would follow the journey from before conception until after death. So it's basically about the whole life cycle from beginning to end and then starting over again. The first hymn seems to emerge out of space, which might be where it properly resides anyway. Evensong 1 wafts down from the skies, joined by a spirally played pipe organ and drone, and heads back into space. It's based on Hildegard's hymn, Favos Distillens. Favos Distillens is, the translation of that is, like a dripping honeycomb, the virgin Ursula longed to embrace the Lamb of God. So that's the opening line of the album. That imagery of a virgin awaiting some sort of communion, some sort of spiritual experience. I just thought that was the best way to begin the journey. To me, it felt like talking about preconception and conception. So there are like sounds that you hear in the opening track, which they were inspired by this idea of conception, the idea of an embryo, you know, or a, an egg floating in the fallopian tubes. And, you know, it's very literal what I'm doing musically there. of Hildegard are poetic and often bordering on sensual. A lot of things were written allegorically, and so understanding, you know, the dove represents the Holy Spirit, and the window represents uh, windows into, it could be the window into the soul, or it could be windows in a number of ways. Keller tried to match his electronic arrangements to the meaning of each of the four Hildegard hymns. Even Song 7, based on O Ruba Sanguinis, is the most classical sounding work on the album. Rubor sanguinis means red blood, right? That's what that translates as. That's the song about death. That was an interesting one because, as you may notice, like it starts out with the four women singing together and it's this very mournful thing, and then they disappear, and then we have this cello solo over this kind of throbbing bass line. And I thought about bringing the vocals back and having it be this very big, dramatic, huge ending for the record. But then I changed my mind and thought, you know, if this is about death, really everything should just fade out one part at a time.
Gallo's four completely original compositions echo the feel of the Hildegard pieces. Some are instrumental, while others use voice, but without lyrics, as he did on the final track, Even Song 8. Track 8 was actually a plain chant that I composed, but very much in the style of Hildegard of Bingen. That one really is intended to sound like it's from that era, although with like a whole lot of reverb on it. <laughs> so it's kind of very, that one really is like chants going into space to me. Like that's what that song sounds like to me. Gavin Keller certainly wasn't trying to create a historical adaptation of Abbas Hildegard von Bingen's music. In fact, his vision is more sci-fi than gothic. When I was first imagining this record, I was imagining it as a journey similar to like Dave Bowman in 2001, A Space Odyssey, or Eddie Jessup in Altered States. That's the character that William Hurt plays. So the idea was that it would be a journey to the very edge of time and to the very beginning of the universe and to the experience of the very first thought, the first breath. So yeah, I think the idea of these 12th century songs now existing almost a thousand years on that says something about the timelessness of that music and of Hildegard of Bingen, and I hope people are still listening to it a thousand years from now. That would be amazing. Of course, we should remember that the journeys in 2001 Space Odyssey and Altered States were pretty horrifying, but Keller's music is definitely not. Abbas Hildegard von Bingen, the Sibyl of the Rhine, echoes from nine centuries ago into the future on Kevin Keller's Evensong. have a link to Kevin Keller's Evensong album and a link to my review of that recording, which was the Echoes CD of the month in November. They're both at Echoes Online. And while you're there, check out the Echoes CD of the month club and get great albums like this every single month. This month's pick is David Darling and Hans Christian's Grammy-nominated release, Ocean, Dreaming Ocean. On Monday's Echoes, we'll debut our February CD of the month, Steve Roach's The Desert Winds of Change. Go to echoes.org for the Echoes CD of the month club. It'll also have a playlist for the music you heard in the feature. 
I'm John DiLiberto. This has been the Echoes Podcast from PRX. See you next week, tonight on the radio, somewhere in the country, or at Echoes Online right now or whenever you want.